It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with, with Brett Rush. Rush. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Well, listen, if you're bored, I'm Welcome to the second hour here on Thursday afternoon. The Sports Rush, your daily sports fix from 4 to 6. Adam Lundy joining me in the producer's chair. I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith, setting in for the one and only Brett Rump, who is on a bus to Cleveland, getting ready for tomorrow night's Mastodons versus Cleveland State basketball game, which you can hear right here on 1380 The Fan, the stream tomorrow night, because we'll have the high school basketball game of the week with Caleb calling the Homestead versus Northrop girls and boys doubleheader, which that should be a dandy girls game. Yes, sir. So you can catch the Dons on the stream tomorrow night. And here in the second hour, we're going to have Dustin Doperick. Dapirak. Dapirak. Man, I messed that one up. Sorry, Dustin, I am apologizing. He'll, he'll hit me because I know him from IU days. But he'll be on from the Indiana Star to talk about that IU game from last night. And then Tommy Shigler from Parkview Sports Medicine has a big announcement for us coming up a little bit later on that he will share with us. And uh, he's kind of subbing in for Dute today because usually we have Dute in his top five boys, top five girls uh, rankings. But uh, Tommy has some things that he liked to discuss with us coming up over at Parkview Sports Medicine. Yeah. I, did you get that uh, email too? Okay. I did. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting announcement from what I saw of it. But we'll let Tommy explain all that. And, uh, We'll get him on here a little bit later this hour. Tonight, the Boilers head up to Chrysler Arena to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Number one ranked Boilers going up to take on Michigan. Yeah. You you kind of alluded to that in the first hour against the big matchup tonight. Yeah. Which will be huge to watch. Should be interesting. We're going to be seeing uh, seven foot four Zach Eady taking on seven foot one Hunter Dickinson. I think that's going to be uh, quite the matchup to look at. Did you hear uh, Coach Painter already setting the stage about the files that Eady is not getting called? And yeah. um, you know, on shots, you know that was a complete setup for tonight. Yeah, he definitely wanted to uh, get that word out there before. 
Hunter Dickinson would be taking on Zach Eady. Hopefully uh, he can get him in foul trouble. I think that'll definitely be uh, Painter and Purdue's plan is to get Hunter in trouble and uh, oh, yeah. make, make Michigan rely on the rest of their guys tonight. Well, we got two area players that are playing pretty good for the Boilers. Caleb Absolutely. First uh, from Fort Wayne as well as Fletcher Lawyer from Homestead High School as well. Yeah. And Caleb from... Um, I'm spacing it. Blackhawk Christian. Blackhawk Christian. <laughs> it's all good. It's all. It's only a school, the church that I used to go to back in the day. <laughs> um, but those two young men have been pretty, pretty special this year thus far for only being freshmen and sophomores. So here's the big reason why the Boilers are going to have a big test tonight. Over the last eight meetings at Chrysler Arena, another tough arena to go play in, the Boilers are one in seven against the Wolverines. Yeah. So that is going to be a huge, huge reason why Coach Painter was kind of setting the table for Eddie in his situation, as well as, you know, the Boilers will be the hunted tonight uh, because the Wolverines will come out, you know, scratching and clawing, so to speak, uh, to try to get a big upset against the Boilers. But way Purdue's been playing of late, that should be a dandy of a game. So that one will be on uh, tonight at 8 o'clock yep. right here on 1380 The Fan. We've got the coaches show coming up at 6. Uh, yeah, we've got the high school basketball coaches right. show. Justin Kenny, he'll be on right after us tonight. And then about another uh, another hour after that, we'll have the uh, pregame getting started of that uh, Purdue the, basketball game for you. Yeah, that's the only thing with the Big Ten channel sometimes is the games get spaced out. Like, the, you know, IU's game was not until, what, 9 o'clock last night. Purdue's game's not until 9 o'clock tonight. Sure. Uh, I wish they were on a little bit earlier. A little past your bedtime there, Shannon? Can be. It can be. It depends on on the the mood of the night. I kind of stayed up last night because of, you know, they had the uh, Hoosiers on and mm-hmm. watching that one and then flipping back and forth between hockey because TNT's hockey night is always on Wednesday night and they have double headers. Yeah. They go from an East Coast game out to West Coast. So there's a long <laughs> night of hockey on if you're a hockey nut like I am. But big one for the Boilermakers. We'll have it right here on 1380 The Fan. We talked in that first hour about the Comets and their big road trip up out to west to Iowa for three big games. Now, the Heartlanders have only, I think, won seven contests that thus far. So it's not like they're lighting up the ECHL. And the, like I was talking to Justin about is these are big games for the Comets because right now the Indy Fuel – and didn't really get a chance to talk to Justin about their their team. They are really good. 55 points right now. They're, they got a pretty good, comfortable lead over Cincy at 48 and then the Walleye at 45. The Comets are one back of fifth place Kalamazoo and four points back of Wheeling, which is very shocking in some respects. But they have three winnable games out in Iowa Starting tomorrow night, we'll have those games on WoWo with Shane Alborati. I'm sure they're also on a bus heading out <laughs> west. <laughs> so we got a lot it's of, always a bus. A lot of bus trips going on this uh, this Thursday afternoon as we get ready to wrap up the week tomorrow. But that being said, have you noticed? This is one thing that I've noticed. You know, back in the day when there was NH- NFL coaching vacancies. There would always be a few college coaches in the mix, mm-hmm. right? 
And now you haven't you haven't seen that. You ever wonder why that is? Here's my theory on it, because I've talked to some guys. We've had a lot of NFL coaches that have gone back to the college game in some respects. The money, the money is almost comparable in some cases, even more than what the NFL teams are paying. And if you look at the schedule of the NFL and the college football and things of that nature, they'll tell you that the NFL is a little bit more of a grind opposed to college football. So here, you know, here, you know, used to hear Nick Saban a lot, right? And then Kirby Smart's name's been the hot topic of winning back-to-back national championships. You think, well, he's done enough there. Why doesn't he just try to move on and be an NFL coach? Well, not all college coaches are good NFL coaches. That experiment has been tried at times and not been all too successful, with the exception of Pete Carroll, I would say maybe it would be the one that was it would kind of be the differential in that conversation. But the money at the college level is just as good if not better than the NFL. I mean, you've got, there's coordinators that are making a million dollars coaching college football. And uh, the guy that I know, offensive coordinator of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, Todd Munkin, uh, him and I go a little back. Um, That's one thing he said, is that the money is just as good and it's not as much of a grind. So, I've always, but there's the answer to why there's not more college coaches' names flying around. Because I, I was expecting, outside of Harbaugh, I was expecting to hear a lot more Kirby Smart name involved in it. Now, I know he might have been mentioned a little bit with the Colts, but uh, his name, as it pertains to all the NFL openings, was very, very little in that regard. Certainly, and uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit in the first hour um, when in my top headlines, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts a little bit more about it now that we're here in the second hour. We hear uh, former head coach of the Colts, Frank Reich, now going to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the, his fit with the Panthers and what you think about that as the football guy. Well, yeah, we, we had discussed that prior to, and then the headlines that you had, you know, that kind of broke as we were getting ready to come on. One, I, I like Frank Wright. I, I think he's a good football coach. I think his demeanor, sideline demeanor, I think he's a, uh, a guy that the players relate to because he does have the NFL experience. Um, I think he'll do well in Carolina. Um, and I think a lot of it is just his demeanor. He's not, you know, he's kind of a even kill guy. I mean, you wouldn't know whether they were seven and three or three and seven at times because his demeanor is about the same. And uh, I think it'll be a good fit because Frank Wright's personality will fit about anywhere. And I think Carolina will be a good stop for him. Um, I, you know, I think they're going to have to shore up their quarterback position yeah i think that's the biggest thing you know that's the you know that's the biggest question but you look at it it, that's become the biggest question of all nfl teams because of what we talked about before uh the nfl at the quarterback position the days of being the pure drop back passer in the nfl are all but gone and this is the one thing that i think hurts aaron Rodgers in some respects as he's aged more 
And I think we were talking a little bit about him and him him being a free agency, but he's got like a $100 million guaranteed contract that I don't think the Packers are going to be able to move in a trade of some sort, you know, so they could trade his rights because I'm not sure which team would take that hit. Yeah. Right? Right. And I don't think he's going to quit playing the Packers. It's too much money. Right? So, um you know, that was because you had talked about that being the rumor with the Jets, potentially, that they got Nathaniel Hackett. Right. And that would may open the door for an Aaron Rodgers deal. And uh, I just don't know if that's going to be a viable solution. Right. And then continuing to talk about the uh, Colts head coaching search, um, Dan Quinn, who was mm-hmm. one of the potential options. This just came in about 20 minutes or so ago from Tom Pelissero. Um Dan Quinn informed the interested teams that he's going to stay in Dallas. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the options for the Colts. That that's was the- an interesting deal because, and there's a situation too. I, we talked about this before. Not every coordinator is potentially a head coach. Now, Dan Quinn has been a head coach uh, with Atlanta, and he had a pretty good run there at Atlanta. But I think he's better as he probably thinks of himself better being the guy calling the plays as a defensive coordinator than trying to run a club. And uh, I'm not so sure Jerry didn't throw out a little, <laughs> a little money on the table, too. A little extra incentive yeah. there. Well, see, this is the other thing. Why didn't the Colts interview Kellen Moore? I mean, here's a guy with the Cowboys that I think's proved himself and I think would be a great fit for the Colts to talk to. Um, and he's done well with the, you know, with the play calling there. Um you know, Dak Prescott, I think, missed some things against the 49ers that cost the Cowboys in that ball game. Mm-hmm. But I think Kellen Moore overall is a pretty good uh, offensive coordinator and a, a candidate for some of these jobs coming up. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the NFL playoffs when we get a chance to talk about the Pacers first hour and their big games coming up. Go to you real quick for some sports headlines if you got some. You got some for us still? Uh, I don't really have anything new for the second hour. I have that one that just came across well, about we Dan just, Quinn. Yeah, okay, we'll just talk we, about that yeah, one. Well, that we talked about that one, and we already talked about Frank. You did that one because a lot of breaking news before we came on. So yeah. it was kind of a little bit of a shuffle here, shuffle there, to get some of these headlines in uh, for the listening audience out there. But we're going to step away right now. We're going to be right back. Little IU basketball coming up all here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Sports Rush. We're going to jump in here and talk a little bit of Indiana basketball and their win last night at Minnesota. So joining us now on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline is Dustin Duporek of the Indiana Star. Dustin, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And... I heard some things or read some things that people wanted to classify last night's win as kind of a ugly win up in Minnesota. But I always say a win is a win is a win, right? Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's one they absolutely had to have. And, and the Bourne is never a fun place uh, to go. Yeah. Indiana's had some rough nights uh, in that building before. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the Gophers are at the bottom of the Big Ten, and they were also missing arguably their best player in Dawson Garcia. Uh, but they still got some other talent. I mean, I think, you know, Jamison Battle is a guy that has not uh, had the greatest uh, of goes this year. But, I mean, he's proven in the past that he's a dangerous guy. And, obviously, he went off for 20 uh, and four three-pointers. And, basically, when a guy like that kind of wakes up, 
uh, some things can go in a different direction. And, and, and again, just playing in that building, you're also playing without your head coach. Uh, obviously, Mike Woodson was out uh, last night with COVID, so you got to throw an assistant away. As far as I know, uh, you see Rosemont has never been an acting head yeah. coach uh, in, in a college game before. So, you know, that's the sort of night when things can go sideways on you, um, and they almost really did. Uh, and so, I mean, you don't necessarily look at this game and say it's impressive, uh, but it's a win that they absolutely had to have, and it still matters that they got it regardless of how they got it. Yeah, absolutely no question, because they needed it for the momentum aspect of things. And, you you know, you alluded to it. Jamison Battle for last night for the Gophers at 20 points. He was something else to watch, 4-9 from three-point range. But, you know, he was kind of the only Gopher that was really uh, a dangerous for uh, Indiana. But one thing that I noticed last night with IU is – Minnesota was just playing a, a, a pretty simple 2-3 zone, and IU had trouble getting the ball inside for pretty much uh, all night. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and, and that I think uh, you have seen some teams single cover Trace Jackson Davis lately, and he's managed you know thirty thirty point nights, and they obviously decided that Indiana wasn't going to going to do that. Mm-hmm. To them. And uh, you know the the Hoosiers for years have struggled with zones uh, in part because they haven't been able to shoot their way out of it. I mean, they shot better by percentage this year, but they just don't take a lot of threes, uh, and it puts you in a position to take a, a few more uh, when you're facing the two three. And uh, they didn't make a bunch. They were four out of fourteen. Millercott makes three of those four. Trey Galloway hit a really big one at yep. a really big time uh, that was really critically important. But, I mean, they they, they obviously had uh, more or less just one offensive option for most of the evening, which is throw it into Trace and Hope. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that's that's a tough position to be in. And, obviously, it, that's the, I think the key thing for this Indiana team is – uh, to be able to find a way when you know to, to get somebody else in buckets, to get somebody else some kind of offense uh, when when Trace isn't going off, or, or just to to supplement him in some some way. That's obviously a big reason why they were able to hang uh, 82 on Michigan State as they got 17 each from Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates. Uh, you know that takes them a long way when they can get perimeter scoring, especially if they can get perimeter scoring from guys that aren't Jalen Hutchinson. They become much more dangerous, and if they're not getting buckets from those guys, uh, they're a lot more easy to plan for. And, and obviously Trace. Uh, remarkably, even with all of that attention on him, still goes 11 of 19 from the field and goes gets 25 and 21. I mean, that was just mm-hmm. a, a remarkable, uh, a, a remarkable performance from him. Um, but you know, you you can't trust that, especially you know you're you're going to face bigger teams, obviously in Minnesota, guys that. Uh, teams that can be a bigger problem for you in a 2-3, so they certainly need to be uh, better in those scenarios. They need to be smoother against the zone, just in terms of how they function. They need people to hit shots uh, other than Trace Jackson Davis. Well, right, and you know, one thing going into that game last night, the, the Hoosiers had won the last six meetings mm-hmm. over Minnesota, so it has been a team that they've done well against, and um, mm-hmm. and also they held Minnesota last night to basically 34%. Uh, from the field last night and only 20 about 20 percent from the three-point line so you know it was one of those games that uh, statistics say one thing but your eyes play tricks on you too at times you could say during that ball game yeah no absolutely I mean, the, the defense is really key uh, obviously again minnesota is very much in, in a rebuilding phase mm-hmm. uh, their program and that's the reason why indiana is able to take advantage again like I said, it's still a tough place. It, I mean, they get good crowds. It's a weird court. It's elevated. It's just a weird place to play. Right. Um, and, and and they're obviously in a situation where they were grinding it out. But I mean, I, I look at this. Um, the 
box score last night. I mean, like Minnesota missed it's the last eleven shots. There were two of their last fourteen, uh, and they didn't they didn't have a bucket in the last three twenty. And Indiana obviously got just enough, and obviously Indiana didn't function particularly well in the second half. But they're ten of twenty six from the field. Uh, they got just enough buckets when they needed to have them. And it, it, again, you know, Minnesota is not a great team right now. They're certainly not a great team offensively. Um, so that has a lot to do with it, but you know, like all the same. I mean, I, I, I did you did not perform particularly well offensively, but they did well enough on defense uh, mm-hmm. to make what they did get done on offense hold up. Well, Miller Cop too played a pretty good game last night, probably one of his better games uh, last mm-hmm. night. You know, he had, he had eleven, was four from nine from in the field, three from seven from three point range, and you know, he was uh, their second leading scorer uh, last night. But I thought he played on pretty good on both ends of the court but when i you it seemed like when i you needed a three-pointer he delivered mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely i mean he has obviously been the guy uh that, that they have relied on from from three-point range again they, they don't take as many as they have in previous years but Miller's obviously the guy that they recruited uh it, it recruited in the portal from northwestern because he proven he could hit threes and and he doesn't necessarily hunt them uh but he's obviously got to be there to knock them down when he can and, and obviously got some looks in the zone uh, going three of seven, but I mean, they obviously had a hard time getting them anything in the second half. He only made one shot in the second half and only took one three. But the biggest thing I thought Miller Cop did was the uh, loose ball he chased down. I can't remember yeah. if it was the last minute or close to it to really put that game away. Um, he's become a really be- a better defensive player, better, you know, rebounder, better guy at just doing some little things. I mean, obviously, he's not the greatest athlete in the world. I mean, like, you're, you're not putting him on. Mm-hmm. Uh, your top offensive player and saying go lock him down, but I think as Mike Woodson has said in the past, he's a, he's a better positional defender. He keeps he defends guys that are like him, guys that are generally uh, players that are that are a little bit longer, a little bit uh, they might be rigid, but guys that, that tend to make shots and run around the perimeter. The cop is really able to stick with those guys, uh, keep them from driving on him, just generally be in the right spots. Uh, and and do just enough, but again, I, mean, I thought the hustle play uh, that that hustle play was humongous. Oh yeah, uh, he played forty minutes. I mean, I, I don't get. I, I I mean, obviously, I think the substitution patterns were a little bit odd last night. Um, you know, I you know, cop as a, as a small forward. I mean, there's there's other guys that could play that position that you could have got a couple minutes just to get him a breather off mm-hmm. the floor. So I was a little bit, you know, didn't really get that. But obviously, I think that's a little bit of a function of having. Uh, you know, uh, an assistant coach having to take over, but I mean, the fact that he still had the juice to go chase that ball down uh, at the end of the game, I think, was obviously major because I mean, they they would still have been in in a trouble spot uh, if he doesn't go get that ball. Yeah, I think he's been a pretty good role player for the, the Hoosiers because I think you need a guy like that that all of a sudden <clears throat> comes out, does you know, he's always going to be there doing what's expected of him, and then in those type of games, he has a tendency to shine a little because. He's the guy mm. that's making those points that you need uh, mm. for whatever reason in tough environments and stuff. So I thought his game last night was uh, fantastic. Now the Hoosiers move on to play. They got Ohio State coming up here on Saturday, an uh, 8 p.m. game, and that's at home. And then Tuesday mm. they head to Maryland, and then the Purdue Boilermakers are coming uh, into IU on the 5th. The Hoosiers are going to enter a grind right now. Yeah, and it keeps going after that. Purdue and then Rutgers, which is a team that just yeah. makes your life absolutely miserable. Michigan has got a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, Northwestern is playing at a really high level. Illinois and Michigan State teams, mm-hmm. you've already seen you get Purdue again. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I mean, uh, obviously this the Big Ten uh, this year in particular is – um, it, it's it's about as even uh, as it, and it's always even, but it's like next level this year. I think you obviously have only one team. I think that's really standing out 
uh, in Purdue, but just about everybody else can give you problems. Um, you know, basically, I mean, everybody else is between, you know, I'm looking at the standings right now, between six and three and four and five, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams, uh, 11 and three and six if you go down to Ohio State. And, and Ohio State can give you problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there uh, is, yeah, Bryce Sensible looks like a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's almost a short thing. Uh, rookie, you know, freshman of the year in the Big Ten. So, so each of those teams can give you can give you trouble. Uh, and and yeah, it's a real grind. There's not any easy ones left. Obviously, they got Nebraska off the board. They got Minnesota mm-hmm. off the board. Uh, nobody else is going to be easy. They're playing at a, at a pretty high level right now, and they can win a bunch of those games. Uh, but but there's not a single night that you can go in and, and really feel like a comfortable favorite at all. Well, these are the games where you can't have an off night because you'll get exposed mm-hmm. really quick. And that's the one thing when they play up to these teams that are. At the top of the, uh, you know, the leaders of the pack, so to speak, they they tend to have a uh, to have some big letdowns. But we'll see what all happens coming up with the Hoosiers. And now I know Dustin, I really appreciate you jumping in here tonight. I know that you're mostly on the Pacers beat now for the Indiana Star. Is that correct? That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appre- we appreciate you jumping on here talking some IU basketball, and uh, we'll catch you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Dustin. That was Dustin Dopirek from the Indy Star. We'll be right back here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, a Thursday edition here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith, sitting in for Brett Rump, who's on a bus to Cleveland State. But right now, we've got some important things to take care of. Normally, we have Dude on at this hour, but the one and only from Parkview Sports Medicine is joining us today, Tommy Shigler. Tommy, how you doing, my man? I am doing good, Shannon. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, watching a little bit of snow fly and, you know, feeling in out of the bullpen today for Mr. Rump. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, it's been an enjoyable two hours. We had some good, pretty good guests on, and you're going to top it off for the evening. How about that? Well, any time on the air without rump is good time, you know? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I heard that you've got some uh, important things coming up here that uh, you want to kind of inform our listeners on that are coming to Parkview Sports Medicine. And yes. uh, I'm going to kind of let you take the floor here and, 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 and give us that information because I think it's a pretty exciting thing that's coming. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. Uh, we announced today a, a partnership with Ayanna Patterson, obviously former Miss uh, Indiana Basketball and current star at UConn. Um, Ayanna trained with Parkview Sports Medicine Performance from the time she was in eighth grade all the way through uh, high school and, and trains when she's here in town, uh, even still today. So it's been a long-time relationship that we've had with her. And as she transitioned from high school into college, um, she we really started talking about what the relationship could look like moving forward. And just such an impressive young lady. Uh, she is she's very passionate about female athletics and empowering female athletes 
she's also very passionate about raising awareness for autism. Um, she has a, a nephew, a family member that, uh, that has autism. And so that's been a, a near and dear thing to her heart. Um, and so we just started talking about, Hey, what, what are some of the things that, that you want to try to accomplish? And she was just so passionate about wanting to give back to Northeast Indiana and giving back to the community and, and creating something that can, can be a showcase for not only female athletes, but, but a great community, um, uh, you know, events that people can galvanize around. And so we came up with, uh, what is going to be the Ayanna Patterson Empower Forward Weekend. And it is July 28th through the 30th, uh, coming up here this summer. And Diana obviously will be back here in town and it, it's an entire weekend's worth of events. It kicks off on Friday with, uh, camp, um, for, um, really middle school to, to high school, kind of end of elementary up through high school age mm-hmm. kids. Um, she's going to bring in, uh, teammates of hers at UConn and, and, um, maybe some other teammates she's had through the USA national team. And then on Saturday, a three on three basketball tournament is going to kick off, uh, both the camp and the, um, tournament are both going to be at the sport one Parkview Fieldhouse. The three on three basketball tournament is going to be for all ages. Uh, so it's, it's going to be all the way up through adult categories should be just a lot of fun. Ayanna played some three on three growing up and think that's a for, fun format. It is a, a fun format really for, for all ages to partake in. Uh, and then it's all going to kick off with a, or, uh, culminate, I should say, with a banquet at the Memorial Coliseum Expo Center on Saturday night. Uh, and we are going to, um, give away two awards, the female athlete of the year award. Uh, we are going to create two awards around, um, Ayana's passions. And so one of them is going to be the female athlete of the year and it will be for, uh, the nominees will be for upcoming senior athletes. So, uh, young ladies that are juniors this year, all sports, not just basketball. And, uh, we'll be announcing those nominees over the coming months and, um, get excited about that. And then also the, um, female athletics advocate of the year. These will probably be more adults, um, but, but people who have been in our community for a long time, who have been big parts of, of female athletics and advocates for the growth of female athletics. And so we'll be giving that award away. Um, we're hoping to get uh, a big-time keynote speaker that we'll be announcing in the coming months. Obviously, Ayana will be there as well. And all of the proceeds for the entire weekend, uh, based on what Ayana wanted to do, go to the Autism Society of Indiana. Um, so really just going to be an awesome weekend where uh, you can get involved in any one of the three events or all three events if you want. Somebody could go to the – have a kid that goes to the camp, be in the three-on-three tournament, go to the banquet, um, or they could just go to any one of the individual events uh, throughout the course of the weekend. But it should be a really good time. Yeah, man, what an amazing event. And, you know, congrats to – Ayanna Patterson for her uh, platform that she gets to use uh, in a way of, of of giving back in some respects to the Fort Wayne area, uh, to the athletes and even those that are just moms and dads that just want to hear a young lady uh, speak 
she's doing a great thing with this platform. And then, of course, the Autism Society of Indiana being a big beneficiary of that uh, event will, is another uh, touching thing that she's doing uh, to recognize that and also honor uh, that uh, Autism Society of Indiana. Yeah, I, it, you know, what has been the most impressive thing, obviously, at PSM, we've known her for a really long time. We know her character and her makeup, but for someone to get um, to the the stage that she's gotten to and, and kind of arrive and be going to a powerhouse like UConn and, and you come to her and say, hey, what, what could our relationship look like moving forward? She could have said anything, mm-hmm. and the very first thing that she said was, I want to put something together that, that, you know, gives back to the community, empowers female athletes, gives back to this cause with autism. So, I mean, I, I, I just extremely impressed by yeah. not only her athletic skills, um, but also, and more importantly, just the character that she's shown and, and her passion uh, for these causes and for our community. And we just couldn't be more honored to be a part of it at PSM. Well, you said it there uh, about her desire, and I always say these young uh, athletes, be it male or female, I always say they have the it factor, and these are the kids that you know are going to make a big imprint beyond the sport that they play in, and I would say that she's one of them that has that it factor. Yeah, oh yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. She, she, uh, she has a presence when she walks into a room, and she... Um, you know, it's, it, it's just continued to build upon what we saw at Homestead. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I was just with her over Christmas break, and she put on even more pounds of muscle. She's breaking all of the UConn weight room records as a freshman. They can't believe that she has come in and, and uh, already performing at the level that she's performing at, uh, not only on the court but in the weight room as well. So. Uh, sky's the limit for what could happen for her in her career in the future. Now, did this uh, process come together? Was it made easier by the fact that this is kind of one of those name and image and likeness scenarios where, you know, you could she could do this, you guys could partner with her uh, and not have to necessarily worry about those NCA guidelines that may affect putting on something like this? Uh, has, that hel- has that helped? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, this would be very difficult to do um, in the same manner if it wasn't for NIL. And, you know, that's really what I was referring to, um, you know, from the standpoint of you, you sit down with a star athlete right now and, and and say what could, you know, a relationship like that look like. Mm-hmm. She could have listed off a dozen different things that she wanted that, that you know, would have all just helped her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, right. And, and that just isn't what, what this was all about at all. So, um, from a Parkview standpoint, we're in the business of, of being the community hospital and trying to, um, enrich the experience of, uh, this community, not only when there are patients inside of, of our own facilities, but, um, we try to partner with, with community entities to, to make, uh, life better here and wellness better here and, and really with PSM, we're trying to teach kids, uh, you know, healthy habits from the time that they're young that hopefully will propel them, it propel for them all the way into adulthood. And, um, and yeah, so it, 
So her wanting to do something like this was just a no-brainer, mm-hmm. um, you know, match made in heaven type thing. So, so yeah, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. It, it has been much easier with an IL being being a thing to be able to create a partnership like this. Well, and this is where the positive side of these NIL, um, I don't want to call them deals, but partnerships uh, really are kind of meant for in some respects so that it made it easier for something like this to occur where it is about giving back, using a platform, its impact that it will have on a local community, not that you know, some of the things that these name, image, and likeness that these kids are able to get now isn't beneficial in their own way. But this is when I think, when I think of NIL, this is the type of thing that I think of that really uh, is what they were trying to get to uh, when they allowed this to become to the forefront outside of just the money uh, element to me. Yeah. Now, now, have you, I mean, are you guys looking to, I mean, this is a big thing, no question about it. Are you looking to expand on some of these things as we go on, knowing that we've, you know, we've had some number of kids now that have come out of the Fort Wayne area and a, a multitude of sports? Uh, oh, yeah, there's, and, uh, you know, honestly, we've we've trained most of them uh, in the last several years. I mean, I, it, uh, I'd have to check the numbers again, but I know, um, at some point last year, at when the when the school year had ended, uh, was something like seventy five to a hundred somewhere right. in there of of um, scholarship uh, athletes, you know, had trained at PSM Performance mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. So, um, it, it, with our program growing, just exploding and and becoming the biggest sports performance program in the region, um, it as we create these relationships and, and have these organic stories like, like Ayana, who, you know, was, was, you know, kind of this, and these are her words, skinny, weak basketball player. When she came to us when she was in eighth grade, um, you know, to be able to foster that relationship over time, it just, it only makes sense for that relationship to continue. And if it can, if it can be done in a way where we can continue to embrace the community the way that we have uh, with this particular deal, then then absolutely these will be things that you know we oh, yeah. pursue going forward. Well, it's a win-win definitely for the community, and you know if you ever need somebody like me to sign an NIL deal, I'm I mean I come pretty cheap, Tommy. I tell you that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, I like uh, a cup of coffee, maybe like uh, something. Well, a, a, let's go at least two diet cokes, okay? At least two, two diet cokes would be. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a reason that you're on radio. I'm not, not sure we want that image or like. Yeah, out that's, there too that's, much. you're probably right. You're probably right, my man. Well, what else is uh, is coming up or going on over there at PSM? Uh, you know, I mean, I, we've been talking about PSM performance. It, you know, it is a, an absolute great program. Use Ayana as an example. Um, if you have an athlete in your house that is looking to increase their athleticism, no matter the sport, we train everything from, uh, you know, cross country runners to swimmers to football players to basketball players and, you know, everything in between, female, male, doesn't matter. Um, if you're just looking to, to increase your athleticism or have a child that's looking to do so, 
please check us out. Um, you can go to perfusportsmedicine.com slash performance and you can sign up for a free consultation and evaluation. Doesn't cost you a dime. Uh, you get some good numbers on your kid, hear about our program, and, and we'd love to tell you about it. Yeah, and you've also got some phenomenal athletic trainers and sports coaches that are also a part of the Parkview Sports Medicine crew that do a tremendous job with area athletes as well. So your your kids are in great hands over there at Parkview Sports Medicine. Tommy, I appreciate you coming on today, telling us about this big event coming up in July uh, 28th and 30th. Before we go, just recap again where maybe some of this information will be. Yeah, so if you go to Spark, uh, parkviewsportsmedicine.com right now, um, you can see the press release from today and read all about it. You can also find us on PSM One Team on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at PSM One, the number uh, team. All the registrations for everything that I just spoke of will be coming out soon. So we're just announcing the partnership okay. today registrations for the camp, the three-on-three, the banquet, all that stuff um, will be coming out in the coming weeks and months, and you won't be able to miss it. All right, Tommy. Hey, man, thanks for coming on this afternoon. Great talking to you. You know, I'm a free agent now, so maybe I'll just come over there and bug you for a little bit when I'm a little bored out out and about. How about that? That that, that sounds good. (laughs) I I miss your visits. All right, buddy. Hey, that's Tommy (laughs) Sigler from Parkview Sports Medicine joining us here today on the Sports Rush. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back to wrap things up here on a Thursday edition on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush here on Thursday afternoon. Remember, right after this, we've got the high school coaches basketball show with Justin Kennedy. And then at 8 p.m., we turn it over to Purdue and Michigan. And tomorrow, I'll be with you again, and we'll have on the voice of the Purdue Boilers, Rob Blackman will join us tomorrow to recap the game. want to thank all our guests today that came on, Justin, Cohen, and uh, Scott, Dustin, Tommy, you name it, we had them. It was a great day, jam-packed show. Appreciate you all listening. A shout-out to my mom and dad. My mom's birthday this past week. Oh, yeah. Big shout-out. Big shout-out. Happy birthday, Mom. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good day. We've got, we got the high school coaches show, like you said, coming up in uh, just a minute, just a couple minutes. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing who uh, Justin Kenny has to talk to. Today. Well, uh, he's going to set us up for the weekend for big games with that Northrop girls and North uh, Hopestead girls basketball game that will be on tomorrow night on 1380 The Fan Post Game Show at the Pizza Hut at Canterbury. Certainly looking forward to that, and I'm also looking forward to uh, tonight's game between the Boilermakers and the Wolverines. And Rob Blackman will be here to give us all the insight from courtside because he's the man that's making the call right here on 1380 The Fan. Thanks so much for listening to us today here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It's